every business owner has good times and bad times and they have to budget and deal with their employees and that's the same thing we do as at the county as a county commissioner we have our budget problems we have our good years and bad years Welcome to the Business Coffee Hour with William Gray Jr., a show where we take a deep dive into the human side of leadership and entrepreneurship over a cup of coffee. I'm so glad you guys decided to join us today because today I have a very special guest, Mr. Commissioner Stacey Adams. How are you today, sir? Good, good. Uh, thank good you morning. for joining us, really taking the time to come in. Um, obviously, we live in the area, so we've seen your name, and I've also seen you at multiple networking events and uh, being able to be on your calendar for you to come in and, and share with us. Um, really means a lot to me, so I really want to personally well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I had the opportunity to come in and do it. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, for the listeners who don't know, how long have you been a co the commissioner for, uh, was it Precinct uh, 3, correct? My, I'm in my third term, uh, uh, excuse me, fourth term, 14th year. So um, got in in 2009, 2008 election, took over on January 1st, 2009, for my predecessor that served the county really well for 12 years before me. Mm -hmm. so. And... Uh, what would you attribute to the longevity that, that you've been there for so long? Mm. Um, I want to say because I'm active and because I've been doing a good job. And that's, <laughs> that's the whole idea. I mean, every four years you have to stand election, and three times, you know, the people put me back in office. So, um, but I do think it's being active, and, and as a county commissioner, you get to touch a lot of people. So the more people, you, they get to know you. Mm. The more personal, politics is personal. Well, I absolutely love that. Politics is personal. And since living here in Pearland, one of the things that I've noticed is getting to know the officials that matter the most, right? I, I, I think we all want to be able to impact nationally, right? But you can't have a national impact if you're not actually participating locally. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, to kind of go back a little bit, I did see that you, you did own a business, and mm -hmm. I absolutely, we're starting a business here in Pearland. We're growing. I also have a, a second business. Can you tell me how has owning a business, running a business, really served you when it comes to serving the public? <clears throat> well, it prepares you. Every business owner has good times and bad times, and they have to budget and deal with their employees. And that's the same thing we do as at the county, as a county commissioner. We have our budget problems. We have our good years and bad years. Um, the decade I w had my own business, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I worked hard, probably, and for, <laughs> for not the pay that I probably would have had in the, somewhere else. Um, but it's such a great experience. And I don't call it really entrepreneur in the printing business. There wasn't a lot of change going on, but it did uh, evolve over that time. But, and I had great employees then, just like I do now. I mean, it's, and hiring is a crapshoot. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you, you know, I've been really lucky to have good people. So. Well, what's something that we can look at when we are trying to hire good people? Is it their values? Is it their resume? You know, is it just like a gut feeling, a connection that you kind of go on? I think a lot of it's gut, you mm -hmm. know. It's not necessarily formal education almost all the time. Obviously, if you're hiring an engineer, they need to have, you know, a PE and, but if you're hiring, uh, you know, people for your office or in your manufacturing, when I was in the printing business, a lot of it's your gut, you know, and once you talk to them. And you usually know in short order, you know, are they, are they a good employee because the way they treat other employees mm -hmm. you know, or their colleagues. And one of the main things that we're, we're looking at within our own business is how do we express our values through our business? Do you have any suggestions for that? Because I'm sure, I mean, I, I know too, being in the public eye, like who you are as a person comes across pretty clearly. 
right? Yeah. Uh, so what are some ways that we can actually begin to do that? I don't know. When it comes to employees, it, empowering <clears throat> them to do their job, and it's hard to not micromanage. You know, mm. I don't know that that's a value, but I believe so. <laughs> it, 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 it's hard to not micromanage, and it, that was a learning experience for me. And that's another thing. Go back from my ten years in business. You know, I think I learned then. You hire good people, they'll do good things. So, and then as a county commissioner, same thing. Whether it's a department head or people in my own office, you hire them and let them you know, empower them to do their job and just step in when a correction needs to be made. So tell me, tell me what, what's, why the interest in going from, you know, entrepreneurship on your own business to make the jump into the public life or, oh, you know, civil service? Uh, it wasn't anything that was planned. Um, first, I was elected as a drainage commissioner and that was because of Tropical Storm Allison and what took place around here. And I, right. thought, I thought I'd have something to offer in that regard. And I knew several of the drainage commissioners at the time. So, in fact, one of them who was chairman at the time really was one of my one of my two, if you call, political mentors in mm -hmm. life, Ben Lindemann, who just passed away this year. But um, I ran for that because I thought, you know, I could, they work closely with the city, and I thought I could offer something there because I got along with the city, did city business when I owned my own printing company. Um, and I just wanted the drainage district and city to, work better together. Mm. And so you almost saw the need that was there and figured you probably had the skills and the relationships to kind of bridge the gap? Well, I knew the players anyway. Okay. And, and I think I did. Um, I mean, not to get too far off in the weeds on that, but one of the things is they just didn't work well together at the time. Okay. And, and it was, a you know, takes two to not get along. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why in 2006, when I ran for re-election as a drainage commissioner, all three mayors, which in that for the drainage district would be Manville, Brookside, and Pearland, and all three of them endorsed me. And all I asked, I didn't have a picture with them or anything else. I just wanted one sentence, and I wanted them to agree that the working relationship between their city and DD4 has never been better. Hmm. And that's that was why, why I ran, and that's why, you know, what I ran on four years later. Mm -hmm. That's that's interesting, uh, and I love that it's the relationships that we make. Um, to see to go beyond this, because I have noticed that there is a a parallel between running a small business in the community and wanting to do more for the city, so you or for your county or your local community that you kind of I see a lot of business owners make the leap into a public office. Do you, do you see that same and kind I of trend? I don't think most of them plan it either. <laughs> I think it's because their business keeps them active, and then they see something they have to offer, mm. and I think that's one reason you see. You know, people in business go to the PEDC and the council or to work at the commissioner or to a drainage district, you know, or school board. I mean, I, a lot of them are, are business owners to begin with. Right. I mean, our state rep leaving us, you know, he was insurance agent, uh, yeah. you know, and then school board, council, and uh, state rep. Mm -hmm. So it's a natural progression. I, I think maybe running your own business does prepare you for this. Right, right. I, and I, I believe that. I believe it's, uh, you know, wanting to do right by... Uh, by the people you lead, by the people you employ. And uh, can you describe for us maybe a situation that was very difficult to deal with w when you're within the county and how we navigated out of that? You know, like for instance, cool. you know, the mayor brought up how he, managing the, the, the deficit that came apart, you know, the miscalculation. Um, but there's always good things that come from the bad, right? Like there may be something difficult that you've dealt with that how do we navigate this? And it's you know, the mayor 
obviously had to do with budgeting on the tax worksheet. Um, that's one of the challenges. That's one of our biggest challenges every year is, is the budget and how we deal with it. Um, and we're in the middle of that right now. It's, it's a difficult time no matter what kind of entity you happen to be elected to. The budget is the biggie. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the way the county's dealt with it, and we've had good times and bad times. You know, when I first got in office, 9, 10, 11, our economy was not doing well. We had Hurricane Ike hurt our area right. in 08, the financial meltdown, the Bernie Madoff thing. It, you know, so we went through some bad times then, um, and then good times, and now we're back to inflationary times. The way we've dealt with it, and our biggest challenge is the budget at the county. I mean, we have other problems. I mean, when you have 1,400 employees, there's challenges, you know, because there's accidents and so forth, and we navigate our way out pretty well. The budget's just something that the five of us, the county judge and four commissioners, have to deal with. Um, and I, I think we do a good job. We don't always agree. Mm -hmm. Nor will we ever. I think that I think there's a lot to go to that when everyone kind of wants their own. Um, at the end of the day, have you have you noticed that it's more of a relationship issue rather than a budgeting issue? Um, relationships come into it. Personality, you know. Um, I've been long enough that I've worked with two of them were there before I got it. So mm. more than 14 years, they've been on the court the other two at nine years. So we're all pretty much know each other pretty well and know which way they're going to go on certain items. Um, but we respect that. You know, we navigate our way out of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I don't want to dig. I, I, I actually think it's, it's fascinating because Rollo and I have kind of uh, really took an interest in the community. And so we're trying to figure out who the players are, uh, where they're coming from. And, and the biggest part for us is just the, the personality of the of the of the position, you know, and I think uh, I think w one of the things that I've seen from you is just how how active you are in the community, and I really want to commend you for that. But I'm curious because we did mention right before you came on, like, how have you made your family and your wife a big priority while you everybody else wants your attention as well? Uh, well, I mean, the people you love come first. Mm. Um, I have a very understanding wife. It, I do have an odd schedule because I do stay active. Um, and part of it, the 10 years I was in business, I was active in the chamber. We had, you know, uh, the old ribbon cutting and we had a host right. after hours. And um, so she was already used to that before I ever ran for office, that I had a lot of nighttime or some nighttime events and, you know, that sort of thing. Fortunately, my daughter was 16 when I ran for this position. Oh, okay. So she was old enough, uh, yeah, 16, 17. So um, it didn't interfere too much you know, school-wise, and I don't didn't have small children. I feel for the ones that serve because it's not easy all the time and to have small kids. That's one thing I didn't have to deal with. Um, my wife now, she's uh, she goes with me a lot of places. Saturday night, you know, she went to a gala with me. Otherwise, she wouldn't get to be with me. Right. Um, you know, um, she's just very understanding. She knows this is what I do. Uh, I don't have hobbies, really. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I'm a workaholic, so... And she's used to that, so it works do, out good. Do you see that? Do you really see that as a bad thing, or do you just think that your your passions lie with within the you know the county and the people because you are from here? Yeah, I was born and raised here. Uh, yeah. I, well, when you talk about like family, you know, like I say, if if they're young, it's a real struggle. 
with just my wife. She gets to pick which events she wants to go mm -hmm. to with me and so forth. Um, so it's so it's a happy medium, you know. And um, so we each kind of, you know, do our own thing. If she wants to go with me, that's fine. You know, if she doesn't, because it's, you know, it's not her life. I mean, it's a job to me. Everybody, right. A city council or something, they have a job, and then that's a side thing. This is all I do. This is mm. what I do for a living. You know, so she understands everybody has to make a living. In what ways has being the commissioner helped you become a, a, a better husband? You know, oftentimes we'll find that, you know, our, our, our families make us better business yeah. folks, you know. Do you think that there's anything you've learned while being a commissioner that has helped you really stay in tune with your family? Hmm. I don't know that, and I take my work home with me a lot, mm. too. Um, she is a sounding board. I have to, I tell her a lot of what's going on. Um, so I, I probably talk too much about work at home and not enough about some other things. So, but she's the one that'll plan a trip or, you know, keep us moving forward to separate work from, you know, uh, the family part. Right. The power of opposites, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and, and uh, she's been a homemaker. We've been very fortunate where she could stay home with our daughter, you know, during, you know, growing up and so forth. So she runs that side of it. Um, but I probably do need to take more time off, and I probably, you know, serendipitously, you know, probably should pay a little more attention there, but I'm a workaholic, so I take it with me. Mm -hmm. She listens to my conversations. I'm on the phone all the time. And I, I really think so. that uh, this workaholic is, is more of a passion that you have. You yeah, know? I don't like consider the, it work. The, the service, it's yeah. It's not work. It's me. not work. It's not work, whether I'm getting text messages that, you know, 6.30 in the morning saying the water's off at our office, you know, what do we do? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not work, it's, it's just what we do. Right, so. I, I feel, I relate to that very, very much because I just feel like, like I'm always on sometimes, yeah. like I'm always turned on and it has nothing to do with that I'm, I have this passion for work and I don't think I've to meet the deadlines, it's, it's more self-imposed and I just really have a passion for what we're doing, yeah. uh, what we're doing here. I've enjoyed everything I've ever done frankly, whether I ran my own business or when I was self-employed doing oil and gas leasing or, you know, now as a county. So, like I say, I need to get a hobby. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's not unusual. I mean, I've returned emails seven days a week, answered the phone, you know, my cell phone number's on my business card. I want to be accessible to people. So, Right. What kind of an impact do you think is, has it been for you being here, uh, you know, born and raised in Brazoria County and now you get to serve in Brazoria County? What uh, what does that actually personally mean to you? Um, well, it's pretty neat. It's home, so and it's not something I ever knew I was going to do. Mm. You know, that's what some people they know when they want to build a resume and do something bigger and bigger. I don't. This is, I love what I do. This is what I want to do. Um, I don't think you need to be born and raised in a community to to serve the community, though. Either you know, I mean, we have a lot of good people that move here five years ago, get active in the community, and say I can. I want to be on the school board. I, I think I have something to offer. So it's neat. Not all of us uh, are homegrown, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, but I don't think that's a prerequisite either to, to serve the public. It's Everybody has to decide what they want to do individually, whether it's serving the public or running a business or whatever. And if it leads you naturally there, and that's the way I got here, I think it works out better. Mm. Not the fact I was born here, just the fact that I want to serve. I think that's, that's, I think for a lot of us, that's, that's great to hear because Pearland in, in particular, 
has grown so much over the last several years, <laughs> yeah, a couple of decades or so, uh, and and you know it is one of the fastest growing cities in the U.S. Um, you know, being just south of Houston, it's pretty amazing what we're exposed to and what what we can do here in Pearland. Uh, so, what do you think are some of the ways that that Pearland can keep that that small town feel? It's hard, no matter how they go about it. Um, I think we've been very fortunate with Mayor Reed and now Mayor Cole harvesting and, and wanting to keep that going along. It's difficult because we do have a lot of transient, you know, people come in just because they're going to be here a couple of years and leave. Um, but I think the way the community or the way the city has put on events and the chamber tries to keep people tied together, mm-hmm. um, it is a challenge. Um, I think Pearland's done well, though. And, you know, even people who just moved here a few years ago, they feel at home pretty quick. So the community feeling still here is just a bigger, bigger community. It, do, it does feel that way. Uh, I, I feel it often everywhere I go. You know, I, I was just on a trip to Florida recently, and they, uh, you know, folks are always like, Texas is so welcoming, and you can see it in the smaller pockets, especially when, in a town like ours, um, just how welcoming the community is. It, it, there's room yeah. for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and... and Folks feel that, and I definitely, I'm not from Pearland originally. Um, I feel it being here as well. You know, my business yeah. partner is. But just being able to say uh, and be very proud of, of the, the cities that we live in and, and how well we treat each other is, is a lot. Do you see that in the surrounding area as well, like throughout the entire county? Have you, have you felt that? Uh, most of the county hadn't grown like we have. Mm. I think Manville and Iowa Colony are the next two that need to, you know, make sure they address the community feel as they grow. Rest of the county just hasn't grown, you know, uh, Alvin's only grown by, you know, six or 8,000 people in the last 15 years. Now, right now they're growing though. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's starting. Um, but in farther south, they just haven't seen the growth we have, you know. Um, and certainly the next largest cities like Jackson besides Pearland, and you know, it's 30 some odd thousand, you know, I mean, it's still only a quarter of the size of Pearland. So, wow. They, it's a much easier for them to have that community feel. Um, when you get elongated like Pearland is, that's where you have to work at it. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, again, some of the, the, the wins that you've had, some of the things that you've really poured your passions to and to see them come to light? Uh, well, the one that's coming to light right now is happens to be a road project that... Uh, I'm the third commissioner in about 30 or 40 years trying to get these people out of the mud. And it's a hasting area between Pearland and Alvin. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just on Tuesday approved so we can go out for bid to finally pave the first road in that whole neighborhood. Oh, wow. 6.2 miles in the area. We're about to do a mile and a half of it. Um, and these people, I mean, their trash service was cut off last year because the trash company wouldn't go down that road anymore. Oh. The school district stopped going down those roads many years ago before I was in office. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's 62 houses that are very underserved. And so that's a win for me. Mm. So, I mean, I, I've been working on that since I got in office. It's just taken um, a long time to pull together the money so that it wasn't all of our tax dollars doing it. Right. We did it all through grant money, um, you know, getting grant money from four or five different places to make that happen. Right. So that's the most recent you know, big win. Can you can you so. describe a little bit of the the groundwork that goes into that? Because you said pulling money from different areas, and what does that like kind of look like? Is like lots of emails going back and forth, lots of communications. Um, well, in this case, it was 
using community development block grant money that the federal government, you know, so that accounts for a couple hundred thousand. I needed a million dollars, million, 1.3 or 4 million. Um, the other commissioners uh, get, let me have all of our money allocated from the state of Texas for oil field roads. There's a fund that companies oh, wow. pay into. Um, and that was seven or $800,000 that most counties, they would split it up among all four precincts. Um, the other three commissioners, because of the need here, um, I can't remember the other funding sources, to tell you the truth. There's, but there was about four different funding sources that finally have come converged to where there's enough money to put that out to bid so that we're not going and just using our tax dollars to do it. Mm -hmm. So, And so uh, are you... Like making phone calls and like, you know, oh, is it just like there? during meetings and stuff, oh, is this kind of coming for up? For years, we were acquiring right away. Uh, Denbury Resources acquired quite a bit of it for us. Um, I had to go and actually do some and convince the people saying, give us your right away. You know, that was not, was not money part of it. That was the first step of it. Um, and even the residents there that were reluctant, ultimately, no one had to ever exchange money for right away. It was all given. It just had to be explained. I have another project like that on another neighborhood, actually, I'm working on right now, which we have people coming to our office to sign over their right away. It's a long process sometimes on some of these complicated ones. And, uh, both of those projects have been going on since before I ever got in office. Oh, okay. And now we're, we're getting one paved and close on another one. So forgive me, what is right away? Oh, a right away. Uh, like the easement for the road. Okay. These are private roads that some cases... They're actually owned by uh, half and half people on each side. Their survey may come to the middle. So there's not a legal easement on a road. So we have to get the landowners to give that to the public oh, or dedicate wow. it to the county, dedicate it to the public. So there's a lot of right-of-way acquisition. And normally if you're building a road, you're paying the people, you know, because you're taking their property. In this case, they want the road so bad, they're willing to give up the right away or dedicate some property so that we can build a road. Okay. Okay. See that. Sorry and, about that. No, 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 that makes a lot of sense. Too many like, acronyms. And you can see how it how it can be difficult to not only you know work with the the people who own the land, but work with the budgeting. Trying and, to get and the money. And then now now you're talking about working with in the entire county and the other commissioners yep. and like all the different pieces that have to come into play yep. for this for the betterment of you know. Like you said, maybe a smaller to, people. To help these 62 homes that have been underserved. Oh, yeah, I'm thankful for the money coming, the grant money, but and especially my court members, because about half of it is uh, they could have taken their piece because we all have needs in our precinct. Mm -hmm. But we, we're not a precinct commissioner. We're elected by the precinct. We're a county commissioners, so we need to prioritize and put our money where the worst case is. In this case, this was the most underserved area. So they, they saw that. Once again, it's relationships. Yeah, you know. So no, I think that's. And I, I work with three great guys. You know, I think that's 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 an amazing story. Just to hear that that type of win, especially for how long it takes. You know, there's a there's got to be the commitment, and again, the working long hours. I know you've said it, it can be a bad thing, but can you imagine uh, someone who didn't work that long? Yeah. You know, or didn't leverage those relationships, or didn't take the time to to really put the puzzle, the pieces of the puzzle together, because Government is very difficult to begin with, but for folks not to be without, you know, their roads and the schools yep. and their trash, like uh, it's a it's a call for like more than just self. Yeah, and in our case, we don't have staff to do all those things, so a lot of the things we have to do ourselves. You know, 
And I don't mind doing that. The other commissioners don't mind doing that. But it is for the greater good, if you will. I mean, it's, you know, uh, yeah. but whether it's a new road or whether it's just trying to uh, work a problem in a city, you know, with a, with a, a road project, not a brand new road, just trying to overlay a road, you know, or work on it. Hmm. Man, that's, uh, it's, uh, it's enlightening because I didn't, you can't really appreciate the position until you've actually talked to someone who has been in the position, yeah. you know, and so be for you sharing those stories, I really appreciate the, uh, the amount of work that goes into that. And then again, being able to share that win where it's like, you know, it may seem small, you know, f to this one part of the county, but it's not small to those people. Oh no, it's huge to them. It's a huge know? win. And getting trash service again, you know, I mean, and people, I mean, I, these, some of these places, they probably have to wash their car every week because it turns white, you know, and mm -hmm. now they'll be able to get home unpaved. There's stretches where people couldn't even get home. You know, there's so much water after a real hard flood. So, but the roads are just part of it. I mean, there's so many things as a county commissioner we get to touch. You know, we worked on the opioid settlement, you know, and that's, that's for the greater good. Um, where companies, the attorney general did a, a settlement with drug companies and we worked on that. And now we're starting to get our first tranche of money that we can use for different things in the county oh, wow. related to, you know, either drug rehab or those sort of things. So, yeah. So I mean, there's there's something different every day we get to work on. Yeah. Roads, that's just one. Mm -hmm. That's just one of many. Well, that I mean, just uh, again, imagining the the impact that that's going to have is is phenomenal. And and I want to say before we wrap up, uh, again, thank you for your time. I think that that story right there really embodies uh, who you are as a person, truthfully, you know. And then the position you hold and and be able to serve it so so uh, well service so well. Thanks. Uh, so the last two things I, I have for you is, first of all, uh, again, thank you for, for your time. And how can somebody uh, follow along with you or get involved with, with the county if they have questions? Where's, where's the best way they can find you? Well, they can always, uh, well, on Facebook, Stacy Adams, you know. Um, I have offices in Pearland and Alvin. Um, and like I say, my cell phone, you know, it's on my business card, 281-468-6156. It's not a history. And I like it when people come up and ask us questions. I always encourage when I get through talking to somebody, you know, before you go post something, just call me, you know, 10 digits and you get me on the phone, you know, punch the button and, mm -hmm. and let's talk. So um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. It's one of the negatives of social media is that they, it's easier just to go post something, but I prefer people just call me. I can answer your question. More times than not, I can answer it and take mm -hmm. care of it. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I'm about to take up on that. I think I will. Do it. And then, uh, so, and, and the last thing, last question I, I love to ask is, um, if this is like the last record that you would have of yourself, right, um, what are three life lessons that you would like to leave for, for those who are listening? Life lessons. Um, well, you need to tell the truth whenever you're talking to anybody about anything. That's mm. an easy one. Um, I think it's, too easy today for people not do that. Um, and just work with others with integrity, which goes back to being trustworthy. And one thing that I don't always do, but you need to take time off, you know? I mean, that's not, it's not a virtue, but um, everybody needs to be refreshed. And even my employees, if I know they're too busy or something, I'm, you know, take off. Or if you're sick, you know, take off. I mean, it, there's more to life than work. I know it sounds odd coming from a workaholic, but there's more to life, so. Yeah, tell the truth, 
work with integrity. And take time off and take to refresh. Time off, take time to refresh. Uh, well, Commissioner, I really appreciate your time again. Thank you for having me. Uh, and uh, thank you all for listening and tuning in to the Business Coffee Hour. If you haven't been told today, don't forget you are loved and you are enough. And as always, I love you guys.